Hello everyone, this is Matt Ferret, author of the Prepare for Medicare book series, and welcome to another episode of The Matt Ferret Show, where I interview insiders and experts to help light a path to a successful retirement. Come say hello at www.themattferretshow.com for YouTube videos, show links, notes, websites referenced, quotable quotes, and the complete show transcript. You can also check out www.prepareformedicare.com and my new site, www.prepareforsocialsecurity.com. Both websites support the books, Prepare for Medicare, The Insider's Guide, and Prepare for Social Security, The Insider's Guide. Make sure to sign up for my newsletter. I only send about one a month. David Laterman is CEO of Veterans Home Care, a private, family-owned, and operated company that helps veterans, their survivors, and caregivers support in-home care. He also created Smart Companion, an Amazon Alexa and Amazon Show connected device that connects older adults with caregivers and a support structure to help keep loved ones in their homes safely. Veterans Home Care Vet Assist Program Aid and Attendance is a little-known VA benefit for veterans or their survivors who need the help of another to live safely at home. It pays for assistance with activities of daily living, such as help with personal care and even help with medication reminders, transportation, light housekeeping, laundry, and more. Aid and attendance can also pay for in-home care, adult daycare, assisted living expenses, medical alert devices, and more. This episode will give you an insider's guide to in-home care for older adults, veterans, their surviving spouses, and caregivers. Enjoy. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. So tell everybody what you do, how long you've been doing it, and uh, how you help people. Yeah, so I am uh, the CEO of a company called Veterans Home Care with a big focus on one of our subsidiaries called Smart Companion. Uh, you can learn more about it at smartcompanion.care. And what we do at the company is really focus on the senior care market. So we talk and educate um, <clears throat> individuals and adults kind of in the age of like 50 to 80 that are taking care of older parents um, and you know need more information, need ways to help pay for some of the costs the expenses of caring for a loved one. Um, and so we have some very concentrated programs around those particular, um, those particular avenues. What kind of um, services do you find is in most need out there for caregivers in that age group? You know, if you're sure. talking, you know, 50 to 80, that that's not necessarily... Well, I guess 50 wouldn't be, but that's not necessarily, you know, the person just turning 60 or 65 or 70. We're really talking older adults here and then their middle age to almost retirement age caregivers. Mm -hmm. In that niche, what are some of the most important things that maybe nobody's thinking about or considering or that you can help with? So kind of funny. And um, I spent a couple of years uh, doing life insurance and health insurance really young in my <laughs> It was like one of my first internships. So I sort of learned this perspective really young. And then as I got more into the senior care market, uh, it was kind of an evolution of my, my own career. It, it, came, it became like a huge light bulb. And that is when you're wealth planning with your financial advisor and you're younger and you're in your career and you start, you know, you get your first introduction to a wealth manager or whatever, they, you know, 
the one thing that they don't talk to you, they talk to you about your family and your kids going to college and, you know, maybe you need life insurance, you know, in case you die and for your loved one to cover the house, college, et cetera. The one thing that none of them ever talk about is how are we going to pay for your parents? How are we going to keep them in their home? Can they afford to keep themselves in their home? You know, the, the life expectancy, the average life expectancy in the last 20 years has grown almost, I think it's like eight to 10 years. So, you know, we're in the mid eighties now, 20 years ago, it was like 74, 75. And so when we look at that and you look at that burden, right, it's one thing to have to put us, put a child through college at the rates that, you know, college is charged now to put your kids through college add at the same time for most families, a three to $9,000 a month expense to care for your parents, right. To keep them in their home or move them into a nursing home because they got Alzheimer's or they have dementia and they can't be by themselves anymore safely. That's a real expense. And unfortunately a huge piece of our population can't afford that, you know? And so when you look at that, that burden falls on the family to care for them. And, and, you know, we're just not planned for it. Our country hasn't planned for it. Our country doesn't understand it. We have this massive aging population coming um, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure you talk about it, but you know, the reality is 10 years from now, over 20% of our population is going to be over the age of 65. Well, the other, another 20% of our population is going to be under the age of 18. Okay. So when we look at that, when we look at who's in the middle and respectively, both of, both of those groups of individuals need almost one-on-one -on -one care, right. And and maintenance and oversight and, and, and expense. And so it really like it, it's going to put a big squeeze on our population, a massive tax on our health system. And so looking at that and looking at all of the things that are coming into play there, it's going to become increasingly more expensive to care for your loved one, to care for your parents as they age. And so, you know, people that are going into retirement, and they've saved, you know, all this money for their retirement so they can enjoy retirement, all of a sudden are being squeezed and having to stay into work longer because now all of a sudden they have this new $7,000 a month expense that they have to incur to care for mom, right? To keep her in her home because she refuses to leave her home. She raised you. She kept you in her home, right? <laughs> and so how could you let her, you know, leave the home? And the pandemic has put additional pressures on that system, you know, a lot of families are, are even nervous to move their parents out of a home and put them into a senior living facility based on what's occurred through the pandemic, you know, so there's a, there's a real safety and security concern there too. So our organization really understands that and works with families through a multitude of different programs to introduce options to them for like respite care, which is kind of like a two hour break. You know, I just, I'm around my mom constantly. She can't be left alone where my siblings and I are trading off. Our kids are even contributing. And so it's a break where I can remove myself from the environment, get what I need done and have peace of mind to know that my mom or my dad um, are not going to be uh, in a position where their safe, their safety is, um, is going to be a concern. 
you know, you've hit so many things in what you just talked about. And, and so, and it, you know, goes through so many cycles of, of families and extended family. And you're right. I mean, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s is when everybody's, you know, they say put X amount away yeah, as much in your 401k as early as you can. And then, you know, Mr. Market or Mrs. Market um, does what it does. And then all of a sudden you're, you're looking at, you know, well, I'm not a hundred percent in stocks and now I'm listening to the financial advice of, you know, going more into fixed assets. I mean, you're like, you're doing the right thing. And then all of a sudden you've got this burden you didn't anticipate or no one talked to you about, you know, whether or not you have a financial planner or not, it's all of a sudden, you know, you planned your life necessarily as here's what I'll spend in retirement. And then you get hit with paying for someone else. That's Mm -hmm. gotta be a mental challenge and a, and a very real impact on families. How, how have you and how has your organization approached the the multitude of ways that you could handle that either from a, you know, an insurance standpoint, uh, you know, like you mentioned home standpoint, do the, do people, are people moving into their homes? Are they moving into their parents' homes? Like how is this being done real time right now? Yeah. Well, you know, the pandemic changed uh, that in a big way. We're starting to see some of it come back. You know, the, a lot, a lot of families, when the pandemic happened and everyone kind of closed in, <clears throat> we saw a lot of families, most of our programs target lower income uh, and kind of middle, um, middle class. And so the, we saw a lot of families kind of consolidate, right. They moved mom in with them. They didn't, you know, they couldn't afford to have her exposed to anyone outside of the home anyway. So it, it took some of that burden off, although it does introduce a new burden when you have someone like that in your home you know, that needs that additional, uh, that care. And so the, um, we're starting to see it go back to normal to some extent in terms of like how uh, families are sort of um, living uh, in those capacities. So the, what we focus on and what we've looked at, so our, so our core business, okay, our veterans home care business, we, we have a, a large, um, uh, pretty broad um, uh access to the, to the veteran market and the, what they call the surviving spouse market. Okay. okay. And so our program, our core program that we've worked on for 20 plus years now, found a company founded by my aunt, um, focuses on helping veterans of wartime and surviving spouses get access to a specific VA benefit called aid and attendance. And, and I'll explain more about that and how that works. But in our journey to enhance that experience, to enhance that care plan, we developed a technology because we looked at the market and we said, okay, the reality is the government, the markets, right? Private companies, they just, the infrastructure is not there to care for the amount of seniors that are coming, you know, becoming seniors, basically. I mean, you're talking, you know, if you got, if you think about it, if, if, you know, people listening in, when you drive around any major metropolitan city in most areas, you see a lot of construction occurring and typically a, a healthy percentage of that construction is going to be senior living facilities, assisted living facilities, because the obviously there's groups of people that understand this and they're they're planning for it, right? So they're building that infrastructure. But the reality is when you're talking about, you know, 70, 80 million people, it, that's a whole lot of senior living facilities. So it, it's not, and they're expensive, you know? So the, the reality is most seniors are not going to have that. They're not going to be able to afford that as an option. And, you know, God forbid it, the, the real, the real 
trajectory takes us to a point where you're going to see like senior orphanages because it that's that's really where it's where it's going to go if our healthcare system can't figure out how to you know reduce dementia slow down alzheimer's potentially cure it and there are and there are a lot of really sophisticated groups and really smart people working on those specific initiatives i'm very confident that they are going to figure that out obviously with the fda being able to propel propel acceptance of um you know the the vaccine drugs and everything we're seeing that our that our country and our world are capable of of doing something like that they're capable of moving it through the political uh environment fast when needed so that's really encouraging but in the grand scheme of things where we focus or where we said as a company we said okay how do we leverage technology? How do we take technology to this market, right? A market that didn't grow up with it, that doesn't, you know, they, a lot of them, I shouldn't say they don't know how to use a smartphone because my grandmother comments on every Facebook post, like dating back to 2002. So yeah, exactly. Uh, and you, you know, know what, so, every, yeah. you know, one of the things the pandemic does too, is if you ask anybody over the age of, uh, of 55, what zoom is, it's almost, you know, uh, the same as, as Xerox back in the eighties. They know what it is. It's zoom. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, so I, it's, so I can't say that they, yeah, I can't say that they don't know technology, but they, you know, it is still, um, it's, they're still in discovery mode. And yes. when you're in discovery mode, you know, you, there's a, there's a reduced confidence and in, in how to use it, how to leverage it. You know, is it listening to me? Right. The, 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 this, this group of, um, of our population that, you know, they were just, they grew up and they were raised and they were exposed to a different uh, component. You know, George Orwell's 1984 was very real for them. Right. Yeah, and here we are. Right. Uh, we're They're not used there. to having a, 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 you know, a listening device, a potential, you know, a microphone yeah. on them mm -hmm. all the time or a, mm -hmm. or a camera on them all the time. Yeah. Totally right. get it. Yep. So, so you've had this, so you had this core, you know, veterans, and I definitely want to get into the veterans piece. So uh, you've had this core veterans experience that you, you know, you and your team and your company were running into for 20 ish years and identifying a need. And it sounds like you went, Oh my gosh, not only is this a need for the veterans communities and their families, it's so much broader than that. Yeah. So so I'll walk you through kind of the evolution of how we created this technology and then how it can apply. You know, I think some of the users might find it really valuable. So the, so our, our core program works, evolves around um, a program at the VA called aid and attendance. Okay. So the VA for those that don't know is divided into two main divisions, veterans healthcare, which is a VHA, which is how most people know the VA, the healthcare system VA hospitals, VA nursing homes, et cetera. And a great program. I think it's the top health system in the, in the country. And then you got VBA, which is veteran benefits. Okay. So this particular program is a benefit to veterans. And it's one of the few only benefit on the senior side for what the VA calls a survivor. Okay. So this is a, this is a surviving spouse who is married to the veteran at the time of death he or she has access to this benefit as well. Okay. So if your mom or dad were a veteran or they just said in passing over the years that during war or, you know, whatever that you could, they could potentially qualify for this program. Okay. And so there's three main components to this particular program. You have to have served during an act of wartime. Okay. That's the main veteran element or the spouse's spouse 
was active during, you don't have to have served in country, but you had to be active in the military registered during an active wartime period. And then there's some days within a certain range. Um, and our, our team will help you figure that out. The other two requirements is one is medical. So your doctor has to sign off on a script that's provided by the VA that says that you need assistance with daily living. Now that can be a number of things. Um, and so uh, again, our team can help with that. But the third requirement is income. Okay. There's an asset limit. It's like $139,000 and change. It does not include your primary home or your primary car. So those are not included, but your annual income is included. So it's your social security, any additional pension, et cetera, is included in that um, asset calculation, the annualized um, income. So a combination of those things would otherwise qualify you for this aid and attendance program. <clears throat> the gap or the problem and why our company exists in the first place <clears throat> is that unfortunately, the same veteran family that typically would qualify on the low income component generally doesn't have a savings or enough savings to be coming out of pocket to spend the money on the qualifying medical expenses that otherwise qualify you for this program to show proof of spend. And why is that important? Because this particular pension benefit is a reimbursed pension benefit. Okay. So you have to be spending the money to get the money, uh -huh. but if you can't afford to spend the money, then you can't show that you qualify. The so old, the old catch 22. Yeah, so you fall, benefits, so it's, right? it's a great benefit. It's a great program. The VA is awesome. The, you know, what they provide is unbelievable, but <laughs> there are some of these interesting gaps. And I think in the time that the, program in this benefit and fiduciary was created it was created to say okay we have veterans who are coming out of pocket and spending money on these expenses and we need to reimburse them and that that was the that was the lane that created it years ago so our our company gets a lead you know we take a veteran or a survivor and we we work them through we help we have our own application we help them gather all the particular documentation they would need to support the VA application. Um, they fill out the VA application and send it in. And then we help them gather all the supporting documentation in the event, which is frequent that the VA would come back and say, okay, we need this, this, and this to prove these numbers. And so we kind of get them fully prepared for that. And then we also um, loan them the money to show the expense. Now our loan is really creative and it's very unique to this particular program. There's no credit checks. We don't collect collateral. There's 0% interest. It's a program that we developed that allows us to give them the care right away so they don't have to wait. So we start funding their care, their in-home home care, essentially, right away. And then that becomes the qualifying deduction, essentially the repayment on our loan. And so once the VA pays them, our loan is paid off. So we wait until the, the VA actually entitles the client. And that's our guarantee with our program. So it's a way for us to really help the veteran family establish that qualifying expense in order to qualify, okay? Um, which, unfortunately, without our program, there's about 21,000 veteran families that we've helped to date that wouldn't get the program if they didn't if they didn't have our uh, have our loan as part of that process. So wow, so uh, you yeah. loan the money up front, zero percent interest, no credit check, and then you're basically reimbursed um, uh, later on, right? Exactly right. 
our, our collateral is the quality of the file uh, to the VA, which, you know, again, we collect all the supporting documentation and help them uh, collect that so they're prepared uh, to handle that correspondence with the VA. The challenge that our organization saw on the veteran side that led us down this path was that the VA caps how much money is given to these individuals for the in-home care, okay? So like a survivor, she gets a certain amount of money. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, the VA caps how much that is per month. The veteran gets a certain amount of money, a little bit more, also capped. Does, the VA does not discriminate for geography. And so when we look at that as an organization, the challenge we've seen, similar challenge to just in general, if you're, care, if you're a caregiver for a loved one, is that the, the rates for care have gone up dramatically, mm. exponentially, and it's getting worse, right? Because it's, it's a simple supply and demand uh, against this aging population. And so we anticipate it getting much, much worse, unfortunately. But the... For us as an organization, it was all about keeping our clients in their homes aging safely, right? Aging in their home. That's where their memories are. That's where their they raise their family. They don't want to be removed from that environment. That's where all of the positive components of their life occurred in that home, right? Sure. No one wants to be taken away from that. No. And so for us, it's important to make sure that they stay there. And that's like our core mission is to keep them safe in their home. And so we saw that being compromised with the increase in rates in the market and the VA not increasing its benefit amount enough to offset those rates. Okay. So, and a lot of health systems are dealing with that, not just the VA, but for us, we wanted to respond. And so we looked at technology and said, what technology can we develop, right? That can give our clients a more well-rounded care plan, something to give them more monitoring around the week that can keep them safe in their home all the time, that can give their family peace of mind. We're very involved with the caregiver that comes in the home. We're very involved with the home care agency. So we don't actually, our company doesn't actually provide the direct care in the home. We work with agency partners. So we have about 4,000 plus home care agencies around the country that have joined our partner network and we work with them to provide the care for these uh, veterans and survivors that uh, qualify for the program. And then we introduced this technology to help give this around the home uh, security and safety. Uh, and now we're rolling out different wellness programs within that technology. So yeah, talk, talk about that technology. What, what yeah, is so, it? yeah. So the technology is called smart companion. I think I mentioned uh, smart companion care. And you can learn more about it. And so it's an anonymized Alexa network. Okay. So when we talk about Alexa listening to us. Ours specifically do not listen to you. <laughs> okay. We, they were built not to. Uh, so, and the reason why is because we needed a system to be HIPAA compliant. Uh, so we could introduce new health programs and wellness programs um, and make sure that we were compliant. So our technology very specifically uh, is on a private anonymized network. It's pre-programmed. It shows up to the home in like an oversized shoebox. And our activation support team works with either the uh, next of kin or the caregiver or the client directly to plug all the speakers in. Uh, it hooks up to a secure router. The home does not need internet. We take care of all that for you. And it equips the entire home for safety and security. Okay, so most of our clients are in two-bedroom apartments. So they get 
a speaker for the master bathroom where 83% of falls occur. And they get a main little uh, Echo Show 5 video device for their kitchen. And then they get an additional Echo Dot um, or Globe, I think they call it, that goes anywhere, you know, anywhere in their home. Yeah. For us, it's about connecting the whole home. So if they fall anywhere, they can call out for help and we immediately attach to EMS dispatch. Okay. That was going to, you know, show up to their home. We've actually had a few employees uh, uh, accidentally call and had EMS show up to their front door. So we know oh, it works. like they're giving a demo. They're like, Alexa, yeah, they're giving a call on, you know, call, please call the, the fire. That's exactly and then... right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's just, you just say Alexa call for help. And so they've, yeah, they've been doing demos and then all of a sudden there's someone's banging on their front door. Whoops. So, yeah. So it does work. Uh, anyway, the, um, and you know, it's really cool system in the fact that, you know, right now we, we've installed the technology. We've put in about 50, I think we're a little over 5,500 devices to date. Wow. Um, about two thirds of our veteran clients have this technology now installed in their home. All of our new, uh, new clients are getting the uh, technology installed in their home along with our program. And the, what the, what, where we see really cool um, response and results, like we have a 95% engagement rating. So we survey our clients constantly. We're really involved and engaged with them. And so we, you know, we're asking these questions to find out how frequently they're using the technology. And because it's anonymized, we can't really track it. So, you know, so we're asking them, but um, we get great results in that respect because the core of the tech is not health or safety focused, right? The core of the technology is daily life focused. You know, I can put a reminder into it at any time. I can, we do all the pre-programming for them on the activation call. So we program their siblings, their kids, their friends right into the system. So anywhere in the home, I can just say, you know, Alexa, call my daughter, Alexa, call my sister and boom, calling, I'm talking to her and I don't have to go fumble with my smartphone. You know, I don't have to go find my reading glasses to use my phone. Um, and so it makes the it makes using the technology very seamless. Yeah. So as they become more uh, integrated with the tech, you know, they can listen to music. This is it's a un, we're totally deployed in a uh, assisted living facility as well with our technology called Friendship Village out of St. Louis. Really cool deployment. Uh, they're using our technology in memory care and assisted living. And the one element that we you know it just we didn't learn it until after we started really like deploying it is on the dementia side. Okay. So, you know, your brain's a muscle like anything else. And the Alexa allows our clients, right? Like if I said to you, Matt, well, play Frank Sinatra right now, yeah, right. You're going to go to Spotify or YouTube, right? I mean, these are like intuitive uh, um, um, behaviors for us. Right. We want to listen to music. That's not, our client, you know, like our client's intuition is not to go to Spotify and play music. Okay. Like, and chances are most of them have been trained on it Yeah. by their kids and their grandkids, but they, it's just not, it's just not there. And so, yeah, they're thinking about the, uh, the, the records, the, uh, the 45s or the 33s, not, not Spotify. Exactly right. Yeah. And to, but now for our clients to be able to just say, Alexa, play Frank Sinatra and for music to just come on. And not, uh, not, this isn't like unusual music. Music to a, someone who's unfortunately going through dementia or Alzheimer's, okay? And playing a song from when they were 14 years old, a memory that they do have still, okay? It strengthens the muscle and that's what it does. 
Okay, because those are the memories they do remember, right? So like dementia, all the I, I lose my short-term memory loss, but I still remember things from my childhood. I still remember friends. I have moments. And we all know, like when we hear a specific song, most of the time that song creates a memory in our head. It does the same thing for someone who's aging, right? And someone who's aging with dementia. And so being able to recognize and correlate and have those memories, uh, it's it's like, I get chills when I talk about it because we, we've experienced it with some of our clients, like playing the music with them, talking to them, showing me how to do that and, and seeing them light up because you can tell that they have a memory from the song and it, it's, it's, very, it's super empowering. It's really cool. So simple little things like that. This technology is, uh, has such a cool, profound impact. And so for us, that's the base layer. And then as we can add emergency response to it, right? it's not invasive anymore. It's not a necklace on their, you know, it's not a pendant on their neck that they have to wear that tell that screams to the world. I need to have emergency <laughs> response around my neck, right? Like no senior wants that, then most right. of them don't even wear it. And so this takes that away for them, right? That takes away, it gives them some of their socialization back. And so for us, it's been really cool to watch it evolve. And now we're getting into whole nother levels on the technology. Like, remote patient monitoring where we can actually track their vitals and prevent in a hospital visit. Um, we can provide mo notifi automatic notifications back to family members so they know if something's happening or something that they need to be concerned about. Is that happening right now or is that where you're building in stage two and stage three? Yeah, so, so right now the RPM devices are being integrated, but we're already starting to use our software with patients for monitoring and communication. So we built this really cool software called Voice Health, which comes on top of our smart companion system that allows us to establish a set of questions, three or four questions that the senior interacts with Alexa every day. Mainly in our case, we're tracking like social isolation, loneliness, uh, you know, depression. Did they take their medication? Uh, their weight, weights is such a huge um uh, determinant for so many things. Huge. So, yeah, well, I mean, so you said loneliness. I mean, that is a massive issue that yeah. that I really hope to explore on this show. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, that it's massive, and then that leads to or can lead to depression, isolation. Yeah. And the whole isolation piece is we could spend hours talking about that. But and so you're asking these really impactful questions. Is the is the system proactively asking? You know, is it nine a.m.? Here's your here's your question, or is it something that people are 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 asking for or playing with? How does that work? Like yeah. practical application of that. So we're working through that, um, yeah. and we're live with patients. So um, the way we do it now, because the so the voice technologies like Google and Alexa and, and Apple, they require you know if you, you have to say the wake like wake word Siri, you know Google. Alexa and and, and so, all over cars across America right now, uh, someone's activated. <laughs> exactly. I'm just I'm I'm just getting people in accidents right, right. now. The um so the from that perspective, though, what we do is we program a reminder in the system, so the system will remind you know Stanley to check in. Gotcha. So says, you know Stanley, remember to check in with Voice Health, and then they'll have um like a you know, like an instruction stand, big print next to their video device that just reminds them how to check into the skills. So they just say, Alexa, open voice health. And then they give their ID number, which is usually their phone number. And then it, it plugs them right into their questions. 
Nice. The reason why we do that is to establish the HIPAA compliance because we can't, we can disclose patient information through the speaker to the patient, mm. but we can't capture it coming back in like personal identifiable information. So there's a little, um, you know, caveat there, but we've figured out a really cool workaround. So system reminds them to check in, they check in, they answer the three or four questions, and then we get the data populates to a dashboard for our medical assistance. It also immediately alerts. So if there's a trigger, right, they'll send an alert to the family member, sends an alert to us. We can spin up a video uh, conversation like this immediately right through our system, right into that video device in their home, um, all private, all HIPAA compliant. So it's a really, really cool application. We're doing that today. Um, so that's the specifics. The device thing is a way for us to kind of elevate the health element and get physicians involved with the care. Uh, and be able to monitor and track that uh, even even more real time um, when it's when it's necessary or required for the families. The um, the, uh, the the sort of the programmatic conversation is is more than enough for them to really track. You know, one of the main questions we ask: How are you feeling today? One through five. You know, it seems so, like such a simple question, but sometimes those simple questions uncover so much for healthcare professionals and family oh, yeah. members. Yeah. I mean, if we know that Stanley's weight has gone up four pounds in three days and he says, I'm feeling a two out of five, right? Like <laughs> that's a red flag. We're calling Stanley on video. We're calling Stanley's family. We're saying, Hey, someone's, someone needs to go see grandpa. You know, like that's, that's how impactful and how much, you know, and if that wasn't there, it wouldn't happen. He would just go on feeling like that his weight would potentially continue to go up because he's not taking his water pill or whatever it might be. And he's depressed, you know, and he had a moment and he's getting, and it's getting worse. And then a week later, he ends up in the ER, you know, because he, he fell or his ankles got really, you know, whatever, and it created an infection. And so there's so many things, so many ways to prevent that from occurring. Um, and we're looking at technology as a big solution for that and putting it into practice. So we're, we're really excited about how one it impacts our core veteran program yep. to really give a more well-rounded care plan, but even more so how can we impact and how can we take this to the bigger senior market? And that's, that's the, that's the really cool opportunity that we're really uh, we're really focused on today. It, that, that it sounds, it sounds awesome. And it sounds uh, like you've made a lot of great progress. Um I know you've been very generous with your time. So let me ask this and then, and then maybe if I missed anything, we can talk about what that might, might be and, and anything else that you want to talk about. But when you're a caregiver and you find, you know, going back to the beginning of our conversation, when you're a caregiver and you, when, how do you know, you know, how, how do you know when it's time for something like this? And when you know it's time for something like this to help you and to help your family members and, and, how do you introduce it? Um, and as it, um, you know, nobody wants to have their keys taken away from them. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to say you can't do the things you used to do or that you need a, a you know, a nanny or a monitor, um, even though that may be the case. So a lot of people, I would imagine, have a hard time kind of coming to grips with with that. What's your experience or your advice for when would someone need it? What are the kind of the key identifiers or things that you think that caregivers should be recognizing in their loved ones when they might need something like this? And then if they do, how do they introduce it to mm -hmm. the people they're providing care for? You know, I think the, the, 
the timing of when to install something like this or, or introduce it really, <clears throat> that's a pretty big pendulum because it really falls on the caregiver to decide, you know, do I, what's going to make me, what's going to give me peace of mind to take a break, right? What's going to help me deliver my, my time and my energy, right? Being a caregiver has to be the hardest job on our planet right now, literally. <laughs> First responder, caregiver. I mean, it's, it is a lot of energy. It's physical, it's emotional. It's, it's so challenging. And so, you know, we see it every day, unfortunately. And the, you, so it really falls on the caregiver. Okay. But don't underestimate what like a two hour break can give you. Right. Or a, or a four hour break or, you know, like if I'm, if I have to go to work, you know, and I'm stressed out all day because I don't know what's going on with my mom at home. Like I leave her in the morning and I come home at night, but, and I can't afford like private care for her and she doesn't qualify for any additional programs, you know, like a lot, fortunately for a lot of our clients, they fall like right above the Medicaid line, which is like the worst place to be in our healthcare system. And so I'm stressed all day. Well, what does that do to my work? Right. I can't like stay focused in my meetings. I can't like really contribute the way that my employer expects me to. I'm stressed out about my mom all day. And so having a solution like this in those moments can give you that peace of mind to know that it's there there's something there to keep her safe. There's, there's an option there in the event that my, I'm concerned she's going to fall, right? There's something there to protect her that she's willing to participate in. That's the, right. That's the other thing. And that comes into how to introduce it to them. Okay. And this is the really, this is why we chose voice technology in the first place. And that is that it's, it's, it's not, it's a non-invasive technology. It's introduced as a communication system, just like you introduced a smartphone to your, you know, to your mom, just like you introduced a tablet or a laptop to her, you know, it's an entertainment device. Okay. So my personal experience introducing and set and deploying this technology. And when we first started doing it, I was very active in the market and in the field, plugging them in for seniors and walking them through because it's very cool. And so my personal experience, as soon as I show them that they can basically play Jeopardy with Alex Trebek at any time. I mean, it is, boom, we're sold. <laughs> it's that simple. So you just say Alexa, open Jeopardy. And it's like Alex Trebek comes on and starts asking questions. It's, it's a pretty cool skill. And so, and that's why we built it on top of like a platform like Alexa. We're going to be developing it on top of Google as well is because those platforms already have this abundance of content. And that's content that our, that our clients today don't have access to. So it's new. And so it's like, you know, a lot of them sit in the same chair all day at their homes. They watch the same couple TV shows, um, you know, and so they get up and they go in the same direction. It's just, that's their, you know, unfortunately that's the limitation. And so introducing a new entertainment element that doesn't require a remote or anything for them to figure out and they can just talk to it and listen. They can get the joke of the day. They can have it read them a story. You know, for a caregiver, my ability to sit my dad down, right, and just tell Alexa to read him a Mark Twain book, okay, or a story or poems or whatever, that's a that's a good hour to two hours that he will sit there and enjoy listening to a story that I can go do his laundry, go to the pharmacy, make, you know, do some meal prep for him for the next couple of days without having to be concerned. Like, I know he's he's there and he's not moving, you know? And so that's where the technology can be really advantageous for caregivers and for the senior, 
introducing it that way becomes, I'm not introducing it like, Hey dad, I'm worried you're going to fall. I'm putting this tech in, you know, that they're not Then They don't want it, <laughs> you know, cause they don't think they're going to fall. And so even though they fell yesterday, so the, the reality is introducing it as entertainment and communication. Hey, this is how you call me. Say Alexa, call my son or Alexa, call David, you know, immediately calls me. That's how you connect the tech with them. And then the other elements become ancillary benefit for the caregiver and inevitably for, for the senior as well. That makes a lot of sense. It's not, you know, it's not as easy as saying, make it fun. I mean, that's, yeah. that's cheesy, but it's combining daily usability and entertainment in with their healthcare. That's, mm -hmm. that's a really smart idea. Yeah, we've seen, you know, we've seen really good engagement from that approach. So we're excited. I mean, this is very cool, really cool opportunity to be able to share it with your, with your audience. I really appreciate the time and, and being on here. I yeah. always love to talk to a guy with some St. Louis experience. <laughs> Tell so, me a little bit about, you know, give me a peek into the future. Where is this home tech healthcare entertainment speaker video? Where's this all going? Give, give everybody a peek into the we, future. We look at it like when we look at the broader senior market, okay, the reality is the, the, the infrastructure is not there, right? And we can't afford it. The government can't afford it. The government just gave out a ton of money. They can't turn around and give out more money in a couple of years to all these seniors. So the, it's going, the solutions are going to have to come from companies like ours. And the way we vision it and where we're headed in the future is a combination of hands-on and, and technology, right? So you know, that's kind of the market we're in. We're in a space where our clients need some level of actual hands-on care, right? They need help, you know, getting their, uh, getting all their meals prepped. They need help sometimes getting to the bathroom. They need help bathing. And so that's a piece of our universe. Not every senior needs that yet. Um, but we look at a combination of virtual care and in-home care as the package deal where we can keep the cost much lower per month. So like where the average cost to care for somebody with those types of needs is going to range in the future, you know, five years from now, it's going to be north of $7,000 a month. But right now I, we're trending at like 4,500 a month. And so, you know, the average homemaker uh, earning is, I believe it's, it's 54 or $58,000 per year right now. So that's the average. Now everybody uses that much, but the reality is it's expensive. And so for us to be able to put a package together that kind of prices it in the range of like 1300 to 1600 a month, it's a big savings for a lot of families. And it gives them the same level of care and need to keep their family member or their loved one in their home aging safely in place. And so that's where, that's where we're headed. We're headed to leveraging our network of partners right? And bringing them more value in terms of more patients, more um, clients to care for, because they have a real challenge too. And that is in their world, it's very difficult because they're employing the caregiver, right? And the caregiver has needs, the caregiver has compensation requirements. And so it's hard for them to set up like smaller shifts, uh, lower wages. It's just not possible to be competitive and to provide the care they need to provide. So our ability to provide them with the means to pay a higher wage for a reduced shift and then augment that and complement it with technology and monitoring so the family gets what they need the home care agency gets what they need and inevitably 
the senior gets to stay in their home and gets what they need. And so that's where we're, that's where our heads are going with it. That's where we're excited. We didn't know that was going to happen when we developed this tech for the veteran market. We were like, Oh man, turns out this is a, this is a huge need and we're, we're going to go after it. So we're, we're, yeah, we're pumped. I mean, we're excited and it's so far it's working and you know, see what happens. Great cause. You're doing great work. What questions or question did I not ask that I should have? <laughs> I think we're good. You know, I like to talk. So <laughs> it's, um, I think we're good. I mean, it, you know, at the end of the day, I really want, I really want people to have peace of mind that there's a lot of good professionals out there working on these, working on these problems. Like it's very important to a lot of people. We all, we will all experience this, right? We will all go through this experience with our parents. And so it's, you know, it, it, it resonates. And I think the more, um, you know, the pro and the kind of everything, but the more seniors that kind of get into this, into this um, age category where these are going to start to be needs of theirs, it's more people that are going to be paying attention to this topic. And so I do anticipate not this particular election, but the next one, this being like a headlining topic, of how we're going to care for um, all these seniors. So, you know, it's going to be continue to be discussed. And by doing that, more and more people are going to get involved and come up with outstanding solutions to, you know, reduce the cost, ensure the care and keep people in their homes. And so the, you know, I, in terms of like, you know, questions that we have or haven't asked, I think, you know, I, I just like, I want people to know there's have peace of mind, right? There are options out there. Um, our staff is great we're happy to work with them and, sh and tell them about other options that might be more effective if this one isn't uh, where we have a pretty well, uh, pretty good wealth of knowledge across the sector. And, uh, and we're constantly looking and working with new partners. Um, you know, so the, uh, we kind of, you know, we built an infrastructure as a partner, is a partner network. I mean, we, you know, we're as successful as our partner network, our home care agencies. And so our goal is to continue to bring them, you know, great service as well as our clients and, the, um, and see how that develops. So we, you know, we have a lot of knowledge. So happy to help anybody that, that really, uh, you know, that's just looking and doesn't, you know, has a, hasn't, doesn't have a grip. They're stressed out and they don't have the time to even go to Google and figure out what, you know, what they, what their options even are happy to have those conversations. And, you know, we got a great team of people that can work through that with them. Awesome. How do people find you and your company and all that you offer uh, on the internet? If you figure out how to get a hold of me, tell my employees, they would love that. <laughs> the, uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. So if you go to veteranshomecare.com, great way to, you know, learn about our veteran program uh, for veterans and surviving spouses. And then uh, smartcompanion.care is, gives you all the details about our smart companion product. Um, we are working on a free version of our sort of our voice health software. So you could just buy an Alexa off the shelf. Now that one's not. That one's not private, just for the record. <laughs> it's not anonymous. They're going to know everything about you. But the, um, but there is an option there that we're 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 rolling out. We we'll probably be ready to deploy that in the first quarter of next year. Uh, so off the shelf, you could you could do the questions with your with your loved one and uh, and your or your parent and uh, kind of get that basic monitoring um, component without without any of the expense. So we're you know. Exciting. So yeah, those are the two best ways to get a hold of us. There's forms and we have chat bots on both on those sites. So we'll talk to you anytime. Awesome. David, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, David. 
Make sure to hit the Matt Ferret Show website for links and show notes. Until next time, to your wealth, wisdom, and wellness, I'm Matt Ferret, and thanks for tuning in. The Matt Ferret Show, related content, publications, and MF Media LLC is in no way associated, endorsed, or authorized by any governmental agency, including the Social Security Administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Matt Ferret Show is in no way associated with, authorized, approved, endorsed, nor in any way affiliated with any company, trademark names, or other marks mentioned or referenced in or on The Matt Ferret Show. Any such mention is for purpose of reference only. Any advice, generalized statistics, or opinions expressed are strictly those of the host and guests of The Matt Ferret Show. Although every effort has been made to ensure the contents of The Matt Ferret Show and related content are correct and complete, laws and regulations change quickly and often. The ideas and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show aren't meant to replace the sage advice of healthcare, insurance, financial planning, accounting, or legal professionals. You are responsible for your financial decisions. It is your sole responsibility to independently evaluate the accuracy, correctness, or completeness of the content, services, and products of, and associated with, The Matt Ferret Show, MF Media LLC, and any related content or publications. The thoughts and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show are those of the host and The Matt Ferret Show guests only, and are not the thoughts and opinions of any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show, nor is The Matt Ferret Show made by, on behalf of, or endorsed or approved by any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show. 